Welcome to the Out of the Basement Podcast with Devin Turak, Patrick Gleason, and Paul Sanders. And now, here's the show. And welcome to episode 38 of the Out of the Basement Podcast. I am, as always, Devin Turak, and I'm sitting here with Patrick Gleason once again. Hello, hello. Uh, Paul couldn't join us today, so he doesn't get to take part in either the conversation nor the game that we just finished. Which was actually a fun one. But before we get into that, let's just do a regular week months now in the hobby because the last time you and I got together was February I believe yes it was yes. at least for a podcast I mean, for we've, podcast, we've, yeah, we've, we've seen each other since then yes. the last time we, rec- we recorded a podcast was uh, was late February early March maybe yes, before right. I went to Adepticon yeah. and that, that the Adepticon was fun man that was a good thing for, for you You didn't do as much podcast as you'd hoped well, I didn't get any podcasts in Adepticon I know that's what I meant unfortunately like, uh, just mainly due to um, those the weird schedule that we had this year it was in a new place um, not everyone that came in previous years was there and we ended up just it, it was a different vibe altogether I mean I, 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 we can talk more about it later but um, well, let's, let's, of, let's talk about weeks in the hobby uh, what have you done in the past two months I pulled my Playstation 3 out again to start oh, wow. playing the uh, Space Marine game again there mm-hmm. I haven't touched it for a long time because it just sort of gave up after a while it's, so this is the Warhammer 40,000? War, Warhammer 40,000, 40K. 40K one, where you are a space marine, ultramarine, right. uh, up against orcs and stuff like that. Right. So With chainsword and, and special moves and thoughts. So it, I haven't played it for a long time. I started Super pulling fun it. game. It is. It's pretty basic. It's like, you know, no. And I also like it because there's not too many cutscene movies. Because you know me, I hate all, a lot of the new games have so many cutscene movies. But a, a lot of them also have now the ability to just press a button to skip it. Uh, yes, I know, but it's still annoying to me that, like, whereas like a Space Marine, there's not as many as some other ones. Okay. I mean, you don't have to do them. You just yeah. Um, other than that, also, well, nothing new for gaming wise, um, except for the Pendragon one we did a while ago, mm-hmm. uh, where you guys are uh, yeah facing the Crusades coming against you. <laughs> uh, other than that, I've been look. Well, I have a Mac, and. Macs aren't meant for PC games. Listen, uh, no, no one told you. No, I know. To I get know. a Mac, but that I'm was hoping, a personal choice. I'm hoping this year to get a new PC game, okay, or a PC system that'll mm-hmm. be able to handle a lot of games. And of course, my Steam account, I'll be just loading up a bunch of stuff. Um, is there not the ability to access Steam through a PC or through a Mac? There is. It's just the, it's not the games are. You know, I like PCs. I always prefer PCs for gaming to Macs. I've been reading some. Uh, only for not gaming stuff, but it's still sort of related because I've been reading the Warhammer 40, uh, 40k and mm-hmm. Horse Heresy books, mm-hmm. which are that totally counts, dude. That and they've developed it a lot. I mean, it's been running for over the so the novel's been going on for over eight years, I think. They've yeah, been, I think they're getting close to ten, maybe ten years. And there is so many in there, but it's such a huge depth of a universe. Mm-hmm. There's so much they can do. They must be what well into number thirty something. Number thirty, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's that's strictly Horus Heresy, and that's just also the novels, right. not including they have audio books, audio books, and all the e-books and right. small, short little stories and right. stuff like that that have been out there. So there, there's a wealth of information there. But but not just Horus Heresy though. There's so all many the, other lines of yes. 40k books as yes, well. Exactly. I mean, there's the stuff with um, with the Gaunt's ghosts. Yes. There's stuff with Caiaphas Kane, who's an inquisitor, uh, not an inquisitor, a commissar, a commissar. The Tannis first, well, Tannis ghost, which also a commissar no, that, as well. that's, that's what I'm talking about that's that's Gaunt's Ghost Gaunt's Ghost right but there's another one too for commissar another one uh, yeah 
Yeah, you're right. You're right. There, uh, anyway, there's there's a couple. And of even Titan books. There's a books. Dan, right. Dan Abnett, who's one of the best Warhammer 40k novelists. I I really enjoy him. Or just novelists, period. Yeah, uh, it's right because he. I've read another one of his books called Thiefdom, which is sort of modified dog human millennia after apocalypse. Okay. It was an interesting take. It was actually so. But him uh, for four hundred forty k. Him and Graham McNeil. Yeah. Uh, I, and Aaron Nevsky Bound. Yes. ADB may actually have moved into my favorite spot. Really. As okay. my favorite forty k author. But I don't think I've ever read anything of his that's outside of forty k. Yeah. Same here. But they to me are like they're great. I just wish I could do more books. But yeah. I know I know how hard it is because I'm going. I love the Gaunt series. I know yeah. you're not a fan. Oh, of I love Gaunt. Yeah, love Gaunt's Ghost. Although I'm, I haven't I haven't read anything. Like I'm not talking just forty k books because that's all I read for a very long time. Yeah. I haven't opened a physical book to read in almost a year. We've well, been doing a lot of audiobooks so for when you I, I, I have I have listened to a lot of the forty k audiobooks. Yeah, and I've actually moved off into. Just audiobooks in general. So whenever I take a long drive, I, I throw an audiobook and listen to it for a while. Right. So the latest thing that I've been reading are the Tales of the Atori, which is a Japanese samurai story. Um, I, I can get, I can actually put links to details about it because I don't remember the name of the author. But I've been, I, I read the first books in the trilogy, the first two books in the trilogy. Uh, like maybe 15, 20 years ago when they first came out. Nice. So when I was still in, I, a young adult. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was in my 20s, but it was still a young adult. But listening to them again in an audiobook format, I'm remembering how much I loved that series. So now I've finished the first two. I'm midway through the third book, which I haven't actually read, so I'm, I'm now running across stuff I hadn't come across before, which is kind of cool. That's pretty good. Uh, I also picked up... Uh, Gong's uh, graphic novels was the another one of the Before Watchmen series. Okay, this one deals with Night Owl and Silk Spectre. Mm-hmm. Sorry, the Minuteman thing, but it's more of the Night Owl story. It's not too bad. I mean, some of them. Um, have you ever read any of the Before Watchmen I've ones? Never, I've only read the Watchmen itself. The Before Watchmen. Sometimes you're you're thinking they didn't quite grasp the concept of the Watchmen theories because the one of uh, comedian. Mm-hmm. It shows he was actually a friend of the Kennedys. But if you read the Washington graphic novel, it sort of implied he was responsible for the assassination. Right. So it's interesting to take. <laughs> and in, in this one, also in the, the, the Minuteman, which is sort of the Night Owl's biography okay. that he wrote, autobiography, they imply, well, in again, in Watchmen, Hooded Justice is considered to be somewhat gay. That's part of the thing with them. <clears throat> but it's just sort of there that I've never talked about. In this one, it's, it's very obvious he is actually hiding his gayness, but him also with Captain Metropolis, which was the super you know, idol, their version of Captain America, sort okay. of. And you're going, where did they get that from the original Watchmen book? Because there's nothing there. And I doubt they've talked to Alan Moore, because Alan Moore doesn't like to talk to people because he's a crazy... So this has, Alan Moore has nothing to do with these no, books? No, no. Okay. Well, Just because DC owns, DC owns sort of the Watchmen. Do they? Yeah. But was well, it released by another company altogether? No, it was DC. Was it? Yeah, it was DC. Huh, that that was when they took they, they took over another company and they wanted the original Watchmen were going to be actually DC heroes. Okay. But they didn't like the way, they didn't want to do the storyline that way. They didn't want you know so. Um, they didn't want to introduce Rave. And, well, because uh, if you look at Night Owl, it was supposed to be Blue Beetle in that. That's what the the the. the 
The comments that took over were Blue Beetle and a few other ones. Okay. Uh, I think it was a question replaced. Rorschach replaced the question and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, Dwayne, if you're listening, I know you will. You'll be able to in this. But I don't know. Does he really follow DC that well? He owes them comics really well. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, they bought another company. I think it was Eclipse or something. And they were going to use those heroes in that story. But then they okay. realized, no, we don't want to do make it that too dark and gritty with these characters from Open Carry On. So they made their own. Okay. And then, uh, so, but it's still a DC thing. So, yeah, they own it. Okay. And other than that, that is it for me for, for gaming and, and books. Okay. So, for me, I've done a lot of video gaming in the past month or so. Um, I've gotten back into Blackguards, which is a, a turn-based uh, adventure... Not adventure, but a turn-based RPG set in a... Um, a I don't even know how to describe it. it yeah. the, the Germans came up with this role-playing game system. Oh, it's going to be messed up then. No, it's really, it's really, no, no, really, really good. I mean, like, it, it's not normal. Like, if the Germans no, are afraid... It's, it, no, there's there's really no difference between this and other systems. It, it's it's a it's a really cool... Okay. Um, so it's called the... I think it's called I, I... I don't remember the details of it. Anyway, so Blackguards was the first RPG they put out, or RPG video game they put out in this universe and it basically consists of um, you you move you have a party of, of characters you you create your own guy and then you're joined by a bunch of preset guys who all and every time you play the game the storyline is going to be exactly the same um, the people that you add to your team are exactly the same starting stats but then you can modify them like like with most, most RPGs through experience points that you gain so you can determine kind of what direction you want to move them towards. Like, there's a, there's a dwarf fighter who joins you off the bat, and you can determine whether you want him to be like a two-handed fighter. So you put all, your, all of his stats into using two-handed weapons or short sword and shield. What sort of special abilities is what? That, that sort of thing. And so there's, there's a lot of variation to the characters. And especially when you're talking about spellcasters, there's a lot of variation on what, what spells you use. And how effective they are sometimes changes depending on what you're what you're it's fighting against. Okay. Yeah, so it's a very very cool system, and I picked up Blackguards two because it was on sale on Steam, and I'm like, you know, I never finished Blackguards one, so I'm going to go back and finish the first one first, and then I'll move on to the second one. Well, I haven't finished the first one. <laughs> Still, <laughs> it's there's a very very steep curve in that, in that if you don't, if you if you generalize a little too much, like I may have done. When you get to the end game, the people you're going up against are so super powerful that if you haven't totally specialized and focused into one field, oh, okay, so it's a little difficult at the end. So you're, you're, you're your better whole goal in is is narrow field. Yeah, you, you really want to do a narrow focus. And and there's there's something that happens to one of the characters. Actually, there's something that happens to more than one character throughout the game, which you can't avoid. It's like at one point, one of your starting characters ends up dying. Oh, wow. That's unfortunate. And it's one of your spe- main spellcasters that you're using. So once that, that character's gone... There's no way to avoid that. And there's no way to avoid no, no, Nothing you do can avoid this feat. And then you pick up another person to replace them. And they're kind of a hybrid character, somewhat set up towards spells, but some also oh, so not a towards ranged. Yeah. And then if you don't specialize in a very specific way. If you if you put all your eggs into into one area of her expertise and not another, 
Well, something happens later on. Oh. And you lose access to one half of oh, her boy. abilities. So you must specialize then. So, it, but you don't Which know that right. girl again. Right. Yeah, exactly. And so I'm now at the point where, do I want to go back to a save that was maybe like five or six game levels ago and just to realize and I just refocus on a specific aspect of how no wonder you haven't finished it yet yeah that's because uh, once you get to a point like okay I'm gonna go into some spoilers now in case anyone actually wants to play the game Blackguard stop listening for about two minutes or three minutes let's say just fast forward a couple of minutes and then start back up again because I'm gonna go into this so once the 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 spellcaster girl dies. Or she's actually she's she's your ranged fighter. Yeah. Once she dies, you get this hybrid dagger slash a bit of range slash spellcaster. Her name is Aurelia. And she's actually someone you play with in flashbacks with the main character because she's uh she's your friend in the past. That's why she joins in. Okay. Well, when it gets to a certain point, there's like a almost a betrayal where all of a sudden your party turns against her. Oh. <laughs> and when your party turns against her, they clamp this thing on her face so she can no longer cast spells. So oh. if you've built her up to be a spell, uh, like a full-blown spellcaster and totally useless. ignored her ranged or melee abilities... She's useless now. She has now become completely useless to you. So I'm now at that stage. And now I'm getting to battles where I have now one spellcaster. Because, yeah. And you're going up against against groups that and have no multiple spellcasters. And with no rangers. And she has, she's basically a now useless. Yeah. And you have no, she has no armor because spellcasters can't wear armor. So then you need to go back and go, okay, focus her on the range or the melee. So at least right. So my, my, my choice now is because she's not really an armor wearer, I'd have to pump more points into the ability to be able to wear armor. Which is something you avoid altogether for spellcasters. Yes. Because yes. They, they, they can't we if wear they armor. wear metal, they, yeah. they can't So regenerate. you have to go way far back, and then instead of any no spellcasting at all, just focus straight on Right, right. So, but then at that point, you're now left with one spellcaster. Although I've read somewhere online that if you don't do a specific series of side quests that you have available to you in the very beginning of the game, which are crucial to give you extra experience points... And if you do them in, in phase three instead of in phase one, you avoid her having the mask put on her, which then leaves Keeps her ability. So, so do I want to start from scratch is the real question. Yeah, I think, actually, I think you should. Just a try. Just to see. Well, I don't actually know if the guy just threw that out online somewhere or whether that's actually true or yeah. not. Yeah. So do I want to start all the way from scratch, go through all, all over again, and then get to the point where she now loses her spellcasting ability and going, okay, I should be fine now, and fine, yes, she still gets to lose her stuff. <laughs> so, I, I kind of stopped playing. And also, Diablo 3 just put yeah, a I was going to say, Diablo 3, because you were, uh, yeah. So, a new season has begun, if, if, if people are doing the seasonal play, and by seasons they mean you start a brand new character who has yeah. no access to your, your um, group. Right. St- item stash. Or if you've got gained any Paragon points, you don't have access to those Paragon points, you're starting with a blank slate, and you're trying to do as good as you can with that blank slate in the, the specified time amount of time. Yeah. And then people compare themselves online to see who did better. Look at me, I am better. Ooh. Yeah, I don't really care about that deck. aspect of it. Yeah. But so I'm playing a wizard and playing at normal at normal difficulty 
I blew through the campaign without dying a single time. Oh, congrats, man. I'll, I'll piff this one for that one. Okay. Um, so, uh, anyway, it was, it was actually really fun, and now I'm at the point where I'm doing uh, the adventure portion as opposed to the, the, story, the quest storyline. Yeah. And I bumped up the difficulty to like near maximum levels. Ooh. And I'm not doing so well, so I might, I might bring it <laughs> back just a bit, bit and try to try it again. Lowered. Let's not go to eleven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I kind of so there's there's like there's four normal difficulty levels, and then there's the there's the five, crazy ones. five torment levels. Yeah. I went to torment one right away. I'm not even at max level yet. I'm not getting paragon points. I'm still getting experience, right? Regular experience. Like I'm in my f- mid fifties, early sixties, I think. Wow. Yeah. So I haven't even gotten all my abilities unlocked yet. <laughs> Jesus! Wow. So I, I may have gone a little overboard. I think yes. I'll drop it down to master. <laughs> just a... Play it master for a while. And see it's how that goes. Go. Anyway, so we've stopped talking about if you're if you're just yeah. joining us. We've way, stopped way before. Talking about you can back up a little bit if you want to. In fact, um, now movies. We all know which movie came out last weekend, oh, and we've all God, watched it. It's incredible. New, the new Avengers: Age of Ultron. James Spader as the voice of Ultron. It's perfect. Pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty good. Although I have I have read some negative reviews about the about the movie, and really only one negative review. And it's it's not about necessarily what happens in the movie itself. It's just the way movies are going nowadays. Oh, with so many characters. Yes. There's way there's less less. Development of plot character. development or character development. There's more action sequences, and all the action sequences are the same. They get beat up for the first time. Yes. They get beat up the second that's time. Old. That's that it, is, it is. Look at way back when Die Hard, the first Die Hard movie. Well, no, in he the gets first, beat up. He gets beat up, but he gets he he has a series of victory, 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 and then oh, something bad happens, yes. and then victory, victory. So there, there's, yeah, there's a lot of really short okay, action sure. sequences and a lot of development kind of in between. Hong Kong action movies. Oh, forget about those. They, no, they go through the, the, the guy, you know, good, and then beat, 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 beat up, and then sure. they come back. And the problem I from I, I the problem I have with the Avengers is this whole new thing with the CGI combat where it's too many quick yeah. cuts back and forth. Yeah. It's hard to follow the action, especially when it's in 3D. You're going, it's, it's too much, too fast. You like why you'd have combat scenes? Right. Like, I can't follow it because it's yeah. like back and forth too fast. You're going. I I could just be doing anything else because I right. have no idea what's going on in the combat. Right. Let it show us a better, longer fight scene without doing the quick cuts, right. and I think that would improve it. I, I had I had that feeling the first time I think in the prequels, which don't yes. actually exist, which I never actually saw, but I did see them. And oh, yeah, they're, they're doing lightsaber combat in the prequels. Yes. And it's literally just close up of the face and like the, the, the light moving. Yes. And then the clash of lightsabers in the background. But no actual physical choreography. No. Like they like the the one they did in Phantom Menace with Parks and him doing the crazy acrobatic stuff, that was cool. But the movies that came after oh, that, yes. the lightsaber combat got way too CG, way too quick cut. Mm-hmm. Not not enough choreography. No. And again, same thing. Well, the, the first Avengers had it as yeah. well, and this one is, has it. It's the new modern because it's easier for directors to do sure. because it's all done post. You don't have to spend many many takes trying to get the action choreographed properly. Right. Yeah, you have to spend less time worrying about doing like pre-production training yes. to get the actors ready to do those. Kinds exactly. Of they just have to, like wave wave a hand back and yeah. forth and be fixed up in yeah. post production. Oh, although. Again, Avengers, Josh, understands how to do dialogue yeah. perfectly for... Oh, come on. There's so many great mm-hmm. one-liners in there and zingers, and they sure. they deliver them well. Sure. The, the movie is quite... But quite I understand boring. where people are coming, though, for because 
it's so overarching. Yeah. This may be its own defeat. Right. There's there's too many characters. There's too much going on. There's too much kind of backstory that doesn't lead anywhere. Yeah, yes. Like, Be- like the whole thing they did with Craven and uh, going to what? Wa- no, not Craven. Uh, is that not Craven? No, that's not Craven. That was the uh, guy who becomes Claw, the Sonic guy. Um, his name's not Craven. I can't remember his name offhand. Okay, but anyway, the, the guy who had the stuff. And they went to go raid the, the yeah. ship. You know why they the did that, though? Yeah, because they're... They're setting up the Black Panther. They're setting up Black Panther. Which, I, again, I yeah, I agree with you. It, it's completely unnecessary. It's like, yeah, you, you could have a tie into the Black Panther. You know, you don't need it because there's too much stuff happening yeah. already. Yeah. You've got... You have the Avengers to start with. Then you introduce new characters. Right. But I don't think there's going to be spoilers here. Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, which yeah. are not mutants because they're not allowed to use the term mutants because that's owned <laughs> by Fox. <laughs> However... Yeah, there's those characters plus the James Spader plus mm-hmm. some other. Uh, I'm not going to say because that'll be a spoiler. I'm not going to do that, but some other new characters as well. Right. Plus, yes, the, the Wakanda thing. It's like okay, there's just too much going on in a movie where there's already a lot of action. Right. You could have cut all that out. Yeah, there's there's so much that could have been cut out from that movie. Yeah. And I I see where they're coming from with those, but still at the same time. Like I walked away from that movie going, oh my god. Oh yes. Well, <laughs> it's interesting because like, the first you know the first few scenes the first. Where they're they're fighting Hydra and mm-hmm. stuff like that, you're going, wow, like yeah. that. Oh, well, the initial scene, the whole opening act, where it's it's them finally fighting together as mm-hmm. a team, mm-hmm. and and they're doing okay. Here's here's some here's some action that this person's doing, yes. and it ties into what this person's doing, yeah, exactly. and then he flips something in front of that guy, and he hits it with his hammer, yes. and oh my god, that that whole opening sequence was yes. fantastically choreographed, and that was actually a proper fight scene where you see what's happening at a distance. It's not, yes, exactly. it's not quick cut, whatever. Yeah. I mean, th- there are still quick cuts. But it's easy to follow the... the right, thing. but you follow the flow of the whole group as they're moving through the woods at speed. Yeah. Perfectly done. Oh, no, exactly. And then just later on when they start doing the yeah. massive, too many qu- quick cuts yeah. and everything. Now, I still did like the fact that, yes, there's so much going on, but they did do development of uh, Black Widow, Bruce Banner, Hulk, right. and Hawkeye. Right. And because those don't have their own... Well, okay, yes, we know the Hulk had his own movies, but no one wants to talk about those. I, I don't know why people hate them. I, I really enjoy both those movies yes. for what they themselves offer. Yeah. Not I mean, necessarily as... The, 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 the genetically modified poodles are stupid. Fine. But there, there are stupid things in both those movies. Are. But they're right. But, but no, both of them together are, are decent Hulk movies. Yes. and But since they're not going to have their own movies... Individually, right? They they make sense that they do their character development. You don't need a, a development of Captain America besides right. the the running joke, which we're not going to talk about. But there is a running joke. It actually Captain is America. quite funny. It's funny, <laughs> and Thor and that because they have their own movies they, right. where they get more development. So focus on sort of the, I guess secondary characters. I hate to use that term. With, right, because Hulk is not a secondary yeah, character. He's the primary character. Yes, and you know, and I have to say, I know people go, well, "Why would Black Widow and Hawkeye be part of Avengers?" It makes no sense. Hawkeye actually brings that up in uh, one scene. Of how sort of outclassed he may be, right. but because he's a hero, he still is involved with it. And again, I don't want to say a spoiler if you haven't seen it, because but it's a, it's a great. If you haven't seen it, go see it because it's a phenomenal. But him, movie. that scene with him with Scarlet Witch in the in the house is great. As you know, he he has sort of diss himself a little bit of like you know, yes, I'm just a guy. Yeah. But it still shows why he's a hero. 
If you think about it, he's actually more a hero than someone who's well, indestructible. Well, like Thor. Thor. Yeah, exactly. It's like Thor can crush Iron Man's armor. Right. How brave does he have to be to fight an Aryan robot? Right. They can't hurt him. Right. Woo la la. And I mean, Hulk. They, they can hurt him. Yeah. But the Hulk. I'll just stand here. Ooh, I get more mad. <laughs> what do you do? Send me to space? Oh, wait. That'll stop me for a while, but then I, you know, come back. So. Yeah, but yes, Hawkeye is more than anyone because he doesn't have an indestructible shield. Mm-hmm. He hasn't had a super soldier serum pumped into him. Right. He's not a demigod. He's not right. a Hulk. He's not wearing some suit of armor. Right. So same as Natasha. Yeah. You know, Black Widow. You know, and it shows in there. But again, yes, they have too many characters, so they bring you know bring all the ones from all the Captain America and yeah. Iron Man. Right. And the little sidekick characters were unnecessary. Although I do like the end where they... Well, because, again, they're setting up for the next Avengers. Right. And because Robert Downey Jr. has said he's not doing another Iron Man movie. Right. Now, it's still in speculation if he's going to be there. No, I think he's coming back for the next Avengers exactly. movie. But he's not doing... Like, the, the Iron Man franchise itself is, is completed. Well, with Robert Downey Jr. There's no one else that can do an Iron Man movie. It's a suit, dude. Someone else can wear the suit. No, but in, in the comics, no one else wears the suit. Yes, Rodney wore the suit. No, Rodney wears the no. war machine suit. No, no, suit. he actually he wore the Iron Man suit. He wears Iron Man. He wore the Iron Man Osborne suit. Osborne wears Iron Patriot, where he takes one of his Tony, Tony Stark suit during Civil War. Rodney wore the Iron Man one when Iron Man was going through his alcoholism. That. When Iron Man, when Tony Stark was doing his massive alcoholism, Rodney wore the Iron Man suit. Rodney was, is only War Machine. And I love the fact they brought War Machine into some of the battles. When, when, when War Machine... Oh, sorry. Spoilers. <laughs> War Machine makes an appearance. Okay, in, in that case, Falcon as well. <laughs> yeah, we, we talked about, about sidekicks. Yes, so they're there. and But the problem again is, it's so much happening that you can't... They're just... Now they're... Yeah, they're, 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 they're unnecessary additions, basically. Yeah. Uh, and the, the, the whole thing with Wakanda as well. Yeah. Um, so, and also... We are going to go see Mad Max soon. Yeah, actually, I kind of wish we had maybe paused and gone to see Mad Max and then, and then gone, gotten spoiled. Because apparently Mad Max is going to change what you think of action movies. Yes. Because it's, it's completely going to re- revolutionize action movie viewing. But I love on. it's not a reboot. Because it's sort of continuation. Is of it? Story. Yes. Okay. If, if you watch it, it's they, they do trailers from the first ones. That, like The teasers are there from the original ones as well. Okay. So it's not a reboot. It's a... Semi continuation. I'd actually be okay with it if they totally rebooted the system because that's a thirty-year-old movie. Yeah, but which was well done to begin with. Yes, but I, I don't mind them not rebooting. I don't mind them going. Everyone knows who Mad Max is. Most people know who Mad Max is. And if they do the trailer, like did they do flashbacks? Flashbacks. You don't need to worry about it. Sure. I have no problem continuing because it's sort of continue. It's it's basically yeah they're they're doing the uh, James Bond thing. Some right. new actors playing the part of Mad Max. Right. So I have no problem with that. Um, in other um, genres of geekdom, I've watched a lot of TV shows. And I'm trying to even remember what shows so many, I've... Been because watching. there's so many. I've, I've gone through entire seasons of stuff over the past couple of weeks. Um, right now, I'm, I'm back into Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I rewatched the entire first series, yeah. and I've, I've now begun watching the second season, and I'm like second or third... But, Episode. And see, this is where I think Marvel... Again, people have said that Marvel's doing too much because it's all overarching. Sure. So you get stuff from the movies and the TV shows right. and other stuff, and it's... 
it can be hard for some people to follow it all. Sure. And actually, someone has come up with a proper timeline of how to watch the Marvel Universe yes, movies. <laughs> Sorry. Just because um, Crack.com had this one of showing how humans, the base, not the superheroes, but the basic people in Marvel Universes are assholes. They don't give a shit about anyone else. Right. Because, okay, New York happened. Right. And then... Thor happened, the Dark World Thor happened, in or London, London right. and then Iron Man 3. And people are just like, eh, whatever, so a bunch of d- disasters, whatever, who gives a shit, fuck it, you know? Well, seriously, think about it, like, we have one earthquake in Nepal, it affects a whole bunch of stuff. Right. This is more than that, you're yeah. talking massive, like, New York City getting freaking crushed by aliens, and right. people are like, eh, whatever. <laughs> okay, it might be New Yorkers, because they're just like, eh, whatever, fuck you, yeah. But yeah, London almost getting completely fucking destroyed. Right. And what does the Marvel Universe think? The average person? Eh, whatever. <laughs> Holy Jesus, dudes, are you so blasé about massive amounts of death and destruction? You're just like, eh, whatever. Another day, oh crap. <laughs> the train's late again. But anyway, so someone came up with a brilliant idea, or a brilliant um, timeline, yeah. timeline of, of what to watch when. So, you know, you, you start off with Captain America... As I think the first movie. Yes. And I, I don't remember the exact details. I, we may have actually linked it on, the, uh, have, on, yeah. the, on the website or the, um, the oh, Facebook page. Facebook, yeah. And it even tells you what parts of which season of, of Agents Martin of Shield, Shield to watch. I, I think Agent Carter fits in there somewhere. Too, it does at the very well, beginning. Because it's Captain America, then Agent Carter, right, right. and then. Probably Iron Man 1 and 2. Iron Man 1, and well, then Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., because in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. you deal with Thor as well. Right. You deal with both the Captain America being coming back and Thor. Right. Because Thor happened before Avengers. Yes, of course. Right. But events of S.H.I.E.L.D., stuff that happens in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is after Thor because they meet another Asgardian. Right. And that, so yeah. But then this is where people... I can understand some people going, it's just too much to, to, because you're going, okay, there's this Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I have to watch yeah. to give me an in-depth of this. Right. Although, but you, but don't you don't have, have to. to. No, that's it. If you can go and watch. Okay, let's face it. The Thor movies aren't the best. Especially Dark, the Dark World one was like the... Uh, they're, they're okay. The Dark they're they're popcorn movies more than anything yes. else. Yes. But it's also built it up for the Avengers, which sure. is awesome. Um... Now, Guardians of the Galaxy, again, it does tie into the Marvel Universe because of the Infinity Gems. Right, but very tenuously at this point. But now here's an interesting, and this is some of the people brought up because of the, the, okay, bit of a spoiler here, but it's not much. At the end of Avengers, Tony Stark says he's done. Thor's heading off to get to go back to Asgard because he had a vision, right. which leads up to Ragnarok in Thor 3. Right. Hulk is headed off. Which some people have speculated he may end up in Guardians of the Galaxy to do the tie-in with uh, the event. I don't see that happening. I, I don't either. But they, they've also spe- uh, speculated that he's off to do Planet Hulk. Yes, but that Marvel no. have claimed there's no, no Planet Hulk. Hulk movie in the uh, no. in the uh, which one might, might be the which I'm sad about because Planet Hulk is my favorite Hulk storyline of all. It's great. But the, because of that, though, because they're not doing the Planet Hulk, they might tie him in with Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't, I don't see it happening. I think that's just him going off into the distance to try to find an isolated place for him to be alone. Yes. And uh, and then there's Captain America Civil War. Yep. Which I'm super excited about. But again, because this is the Civil War storyline is one of my... Oh, actually, yeah, that's right. Tony Stark coming back for that. Because yes. Civil War is Captain America versus Tony Stark. Yes. Well, exactly. And, and ironically, that's coming The death out. of Captain America... 
Potentially. Well, the, the thing is, in the Civil War thing, that's what happens. True, too. true. Well, sorry, again, it's Marvel Universe and the death is never really a death. <laughs> because, as I used to say, the joke used to be, Bucky, only Bucky stayed dead. But he, no, he didn't, he didn't stay, stay dead. Because so. now he's back. Now he's back, yeah. Um, no, but what I was going to say is... Um, the, the Captain America 3, it's ironic that it was supposed to come out the same day as uh, Batman vs. Superman, because it's the other versus movie. Because yes. it's Tony Stark versus and Captain America. DC blinked. Yeah, of course. They, 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 they had no choice. There's no choice. Cause because everyone knows they're the inferior movie storyline. Movie storyline. But for TV series... They used to be the best. Although... With Marvel now, Marvel is coming on strong. But I mean, seriously, you have the Flash TV series, you have the Arrow TV series. They're doing pretty well. Supergirl's coming up next year, so they're doing pretty good. Yeah, but uh, apparently, I haven't seen it yet. Well, it's also a budget. Let's talk, okay? TV show makes X amount. Avengers made what 190 million dollars in the first weekend. But (laughs) putting that aside, just talking strictly about TV shows from one uh, universe to the other, or one. Franchise the other, uh, the new um, Daredevil TV show was yes. supposed to be phenomenal. Oh, I've wa- I, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't tell you about that. I, I Did watched you watch it. I watched the entire series. Okay. Now, okay, I, I don't want to hear anything about it because uh, I haven't seen it yet. I'm not. Wasn't the happiest with the ending because the way they led stuff up beforehand, the ending felt rushed of okay. getting things done. I'm not going to say more than that just okay. because. I don't want to give things away. However, um, Vin- uh, Vincent, can't remember his last name, who was in uh, Law & Order Criminal Intent. Oh, D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio. Mm-hmm. He plays Wilson Fisk? He plays Wilson yeah, Fisk. Yeah, I, I And about he that. does a great yeah. job. He is perfect for the businessman, thug, killer, kingpin, who's like on, like, every once in a while just loses it. Right. Because if you read the comics, kingpin every once in a while also just like... Oh, yeah, normally he's very, very restrained, and yeah. he's... But, but if he takes in, things into his own hands, he will murder you. Exactly. And, and they show that in this in this series. It's well done. It's sort of a bit of year one of Daredevil. Okay. Because he's not in the costume, or he's not well-known, or all okay. that. So it's sort of the... Origin. Of, or it's origin. Which, and it works well. Because it's, it's showing the Daredevil deciding... How do I do things? What do I do? And it still actually ties into the Avengers as well. Not right. very much. Right. There's not very much, but there's talk about, oh, and all of a sudden there's these costume people right. running around. And there's tie-ins to potentially other characters, other supers in there as well. Oh, th- those aren't potential. They're definitely they're. coming out because the next one out is the Jessica Jones story. Yes, exactly. So I have no problem with the Daredevil. It's 13 shows. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I recommend anyone watch it because it is... Well done, well directed. Oh, it's on my list for sure. And uh, and the interplay between uh, Foggy and Matt and all that is is perfect. You know, like they they do the the lawyer thing and and, and the well, how can you be a lawyer and still be a vigilante and right. stuff? So, and yes. Uh, so how do you compare that to the the DC shows then? Arrow and Flash. Uh, Better, worse, the same level. I'd say the same level because, yeah. well, especially I haven't seen the Flash yet, but Arrow, okay. Arrow is very well done. Wait, have you seen season two of Arrow, or have you only seen season one? Season one. Okay, season two completely changes Arrow. Oh, together. really? Yeah, uh, because he starts being remorseful about having. Sorry, this might be a spoiler in case you haven't seen the first season of Arrow, but at the very end, he kills his best friend. Yes. Or he allows his best friend to die. Yeah, not he kills. It's more of yeah. Yeah, it's. I, and, and then that turn. Then he starts going well. 
my best friend turned against me because he found out I was a killer. Now I want to stop killing. And then the whole second season, he's a non-killer. Oh. So he, he kind of... How do you, but the thing is, how do you be a non-killer when you're using a bow and arrow? Well, he starts using the things trigger. like trick arrows. But, but the trick arrows aren't crazy, like like boxing glove arrows. Okay. <laughs> They're like shock arrows or things okay. like that. Sonic, is, that's what... But the reason I liked... I never was a fan of Green Arrow too much in the Justice League because right. of all the trick Because of the trick arrows. Oh, it's a boxing glove arrow. Okay, that, the boxing glove arrow was, I think... Um, uh, Super Friends, which is a joke show to be. No, no, it was actually in the comic book. Was it the real comic book? It was in the real comics. Really? Yes. yes, it was in the real comics. Anyway, but I liked then they did the Long Hunter series where yeah. he went back to just bow and arrow. Yeah, and and that was the, what the first season was. Yeah, all about. which I loved because it's like, yeah, dude, I've I've got a bow and arrow. Yeah, I, I can I'm, cripple you, but I may not kill you. But I can. St- what I'm doing to you, right? Is, you, know, you take an arrow of the knee; it's really bad for you. You know, and I saw the the one with between they started doing the, the trailers, uh, the sorry, the tie-ins between the Flash and Green Arrow, mm-hmm. and they did well. Yeah. Um, so this is where I think Daredevil, Marvel learned from DC yeah. for TV series yeah, to do how to do it properly. And I, I hope. I really do hope DC can continue. It's because I like the Flash and the Green Arrow, and maybe Super Supergirl. I'm not sure how well it'll go. I, I know you're it a big looks, fan of Lois and Clark. I, I do. I love Lois because and Clark. that was well done because it was focusing more on the Lois and Clark thing. Right, right. It was about it was about interplay between the characters and not necessarily about Superman doing super stuff. I mean, that was all in there too because you can't really have a Lois and Clark story without What's the bringing fans Superman want? into yeah. it. But but it was more about how those two characters interacted more yes. than anything else. But from what I saw of the trailer to Supergirl, um, it looks very high schooly and it looks very relationshipy. Oh, uh, okay. Which that in itself might be a a, a negative. Could be to like the, the show. Buffy Supergirl, the Buffy version. Although Small, Smallville was very relationshipy too. Yeah, also, but again, look at Buffy. And it was a fantastic. Buffy show. was relational. Yeah, stuff, and yeah, the work. Buffy was as well. Um, the other one I want to talk about is okay. Because uh, you're a Supes fan, except I for the new movie. Superman. The new movie you sort of weren't too happy with. Um, I'm sorry, sort of wasn't too happy with. It's a pile of dog shit. Okay, yeah, okay. It's almost on the same level as the prequels. That's yeah. how much I hate it. Whereas, Bats versus Supes. I, I, I'm going to watch it. Now I have to say, I'm keeping an open mind. I saw Ben. I saw the trailer with Ben Affleck. Um, I have no problem with the people no. who, who are acting. I didn't have a problem with the. Uh... Now, part of me is wondering. Okay, for those who aren't sure, there's a game that came out called Infamous. Yes. And it was actually also, they did a sort of graphic novel based on that and a animated movie, again, sort of based on the Infamous right. game, where Superman loses it because a Joker manipulates him into killing Lois Lane. Yeah. And Superman goes crazy and he decides... He becomes a dictatorial madman. Yeah. Well, it starts off, he, he's just trying to get rid of all the bad guys right. and all the bad governments, so he takes, he makes the supers the guys in charge. Right. And then it just goes downhill from there. Right, because once again, corruption of uh, yeah. power. Yeah, exactly. And, and the slippery slope of, well, if I kill one guy and there's a justification, right. then it's easier to find that. And it's actually, it, the, if you could, there's a movie app actually based on all the cut scenes from the movie, or from the game. From the game. Which is very well done. Yeah, so it's, I, on, it's on YouTube. You can, you can search it out. It's called Infamous Something. Yeah. So I'm getting a feeling that the upcoming B, Bats versus Soups, is sort of based on that from just from the trailers where okay. you're sort of like the soldiers are bowing down to Superman. There's the false god uh, marking on Superman's right. uh, statue and stuff right, like that. Right, 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 right. I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm going. That'd be an interesting take. Right, and the other the other uh, way they could have gone is the Alan Moore um, Dark Knight Dark Knight route, where 
the governments have outlawed all supers who aren't registered, and Superman basically just becomes their, their lackey. Yes. And he is the enforcer to their will. Yeah. And Batman goes underground for like a 30 years, I think. He comes yeah. back as an old man. He's like yeah. in his 60s or 70s. And he finally puts on the cape one, one more time. And the reason I think it might be going that route is I think the Robin they introduced in this movie is a female. Oh, yes, I think you're right, yes. And, and the Robin that, that Dark helps is bring him back in the first place and is then ends up becoming um, his, his sidekick is this little girl who's like, I think, 15 at the time, yeah. 14 or 15 at the time. Because that's likes the young, young. <laughs> yeah, and, and there's, there's, there's actually nothing sexual between them because no, it's, it's all more father-daughter it is, than anything it is. else. Yes. But, but um, Still. it has been brought up in the past about how, how Batman puts these very, very young children with no actual training fighting against bad men who have no problem killing people. I think yes. it's a little ludicrous. Yeah. <laughs> it's like your, if your dad said, hey, I'm going to help you today, son. You're in high school. Let's go fight some orcs. Like, what? <laughs> Although, is that really any different than... Um, oh, what's that superhero movie where... The guy puts on a costume without actually being super... Oh, uh... Kick-ass. Kick-ass, yes. Is that really any different than Hit-Girl? Well, yeah, you're true. Well, okay, the thing is, though, in Hit-Girl, in Kick-Ass, they actually show that oh, he's, yeah. he's not a good dad. Oh, he's not a good dad. He's a fucking psychopath. You're right. He's right. right. so, 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 like, But, like, what, in one of the, like... But what's interesting, though, is because in Kick-Ass, Nicholas's Cage... Big Daddy's character puts on a bat suit. Puts on like a bat suit and it's talks true. to sort of the bad voice. True. And Hit Girl is technically like a Robin. Yeah, oh, very much. oh, exactly. Where, where he's putting little kids in danger. Exactly. It's like I'm going to shoot you now because you're running fast. And, and it shows you just how fucked up that makes that poor little girl. <laughs> yes, exactly. So that's that's an interesting take on the Batman Robin mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, but that. Oh wow, we're going so yeah. So <laughs> I'm interested to see the bats versus Super, just to see how they do it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm gonna watch it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna completely write it off without seeing no. it. And because also, and I don't even care about Ben Affleck as Batman. No. Ben, I'm also uh, the. I'm interested to see the Wonder Woman sort of take. <sighs> see that. That's. I. I think for me personally, a poor casting choice. Gal, Gal Gadot. Wow, she may be a very beautiful woman. She was fine in um, in the Fast and Furious franchise. I can't, I can't see, see her, her as being an Amazonian. She's not. She doesn't have the stature. Well, remember, Wonder Woman didn't have the stature either. She did. She she's an Amazon. Amazon Amazonian women tend to be minimum six six and a half. Okay, feet have you tall seen the way they brought and, they and muscular? Yeah, and, but they never drew Wonder Woman like that. She was never six feet tall. Oh no! In the in the later eras, she's. Really? Superman's equal at the very least. No, but not yes for strength in that, but not for the height. She's no, no, but but for but for like bulk as well. She's nope. she's not a, a oh, tiny really? skinny girl. She's a because when she first started, and for a long a, time. Well, I mean, she was shorter if, than if, if you're if you're going back to um, even the seventies and eighties. Well, that was Linda Carter though. That, that's no, no, just, the comic books, the comic books themselves. She was never that. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she had she had maybe she, she had a slim waistline, but she had properly proportioned hips and bust. Because that was in the days when uber skinny chicks weren't the norm. They they weren't what was considered quote unquote sexy. Back then, women were more normal. Yeah, like and looked like women. Yeah, not like little boys. <laughs> and unfortunately, Gal Gadot is kind of a stick figure. I think they could have come up with someone a bit more appropriate to the line to the uh, like someone more like a Xena rather than a supermodel. Oh. 
Sorry, now I'm going to deviate for upcoming news and stuff uh-huh. like that. So, Bruce Campbell, Ash... <laughs> right, because we can't go an episode without mentioning <laughs> Bruce Campbell. No, but uh, Lucy Lawless is going to be... Um, Ash has a new TV series coming out. Right. Um, about Ash. About Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness. And I, from what I understand, Lucy Lawless is, gonna be, is involved with part of this. Okay. So... Ash and Xena. Walking well, she's not playing Xena. She's not playing Xena, Xena. I understand. Okay. Although Lucy Lawless was actually in the first episode of the second season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, oh, really? And I didn't see that coming. Oh, no, I didn't either. But see, now, Lucy Lawless, I agree, she could play... No, yeah, she could have yes. in her younger days. She still could, isn't it? Well, no, because they made everyone younger, you're right. Right, so she, she might actually be able to play... Um, uh, Wonder Woman's mom, though. Yes. Because I don't know. There's if only a 10 year difference, so it's all good. Yeah, Lucy Laws is not that old. She still looks good. Oh, I'm not saying she doesn't, but she's not. Well, she's especially not since in because. Fighting shape. Well, no. Are you, have you seen her? She looks good still. Um, but it's, yeah, it's because you have the Superman and Batman they've brought down to their early 30s. Right. And she's, Except Ben Affleck, who's. <laughs> well, he's in his 30s. He's not 40 yet. Yes, he is. Is he? Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So. But okay, then there's. The new one that's coming out, I don't want to see the Fantastic Four one. Oh, I'm, I don't think I'm going to watch that at all. It like, like there there are movies where they take some licenses with storyline, and the, this movie has nothing to do with that with that franchise at all. No. I don't know how you can call yourself a Fantastic Four movie. It's got nothing to do with the, the Fantastic Four. Sure, there's uh, Mr. Richards, who's a teenager, um, instead of a scientist. Right, um, with gray hair. Uh-huh. Yeah, carry on. Uh, and, and his wife, who's also a teenager now in this one in high school. Right, and her brother, her brother who's a black guy. Oh, that I have no problem with. That's either, there's actually a stepbrother or whatever. Yeah, right. It's, it's uh, not, that I have no problem with. I actually do have a problem, but not because I don't believe in siblings and step-siblings, because, yes, we live in a world with, with many blended families, and that's, that's fine. But these two characters are so close in relationship but I think not being blood relatives I don't know if if, if you'd be able to be that close yes you can uh, may, maybe but I mean, it's also the fact though that Sue's supposed to be older and Johnny's a younger heart. Right. Like, like she is a few years older than Johnny right. in all the stuff she's been like she's a few years older than he is and he's still the hot head right. but it's also they all have they're, they're not teenagers right they're even Johnny Storm, like he's at the very age, he's college year. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. he's, he's like he's, maybe late twenties. But yeah, exactly. At the very most, like yeah. he's, you're probably earlier than that. But he's the youngest one. Sure. But Ben Grimm is Reed Richards' friend. Ben Grimm's actually older than Reed Richards. Right. But but they were they were the big buddies because Ben Grimm was just the the athlete and all this right. sort of stuff, and he was a pilot, which is why he got chosen to fly the space shuttle or the right. spaceship in the first place. But Reed Richards was already a scientist; he right. wasn't like, "Hey, I'm in high school developing all this stuff." Right. And then there's like a teen romance; it's like Twilight for the Fantastic Four. Which is like, what? Anyway, I'm going to avoid it all. Yes, I think that's that's work. the first superhero movie. Actually, sorry, the second superhero movie that I'm actually actively not going to see. What was the first one? Catwoman. Oh, God. Yeah, sorry. I forgot about that. <laughs> People keep forgetting there was a terrible Harry Valley cat. And don't don't make mistake this as me having something against colored people, because I do not. But also, Wait, Halle Berry, what does... Should we say... It? Is that how you refer to them? <laughs> God damn. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know. You're going to get killed. <laughs> no, Halle Berry is a great... Call, I'm going to call it. Halle Berry is a great actress. I actually hate Halle Berry as really? an actress. I don't like her in any movie she's been in. She was a terrible storm... 
and I definitely don't think she should have been in any other. Well, again, the, the she's terrible in Catfish. I'm sad that I even watched that movie. Swordfish. Swordfish. Catwoman and Swordfish. That's Catfish. Whatever. She, she's just... been terrible in every movie she's that I've watched her in. I don't think she's at all a good actress. Hmm? I think she's a terrible actress. Okay. I don't matter. Storm is because again. Like the, the very first X Men was very weak it, for most because yeah. it's, it's hard to do right. Um, now I know they're talking about with a reboot because of the lost days, days of future past. Now you've rewritten episode three, which doesn't exist anymore. Right. But so then Phoenix isn't going to happen, or no, I, I, don't I, I don't know what's going to happen with it. The whole thing is just totally. And new. now they're they're talking. Well, now Spider Man is obviously going to get another reboot. Yay! Well, but the cool thing about the Spider Man reboot, though, is and that Marvel t- is actually going to be doing the storyline. Yes. yes. And they're the ones who are going to be doing the movie. Yes. Sony is just going to steal money away from them. Which I think is the per- because they they need Spider Man for for Civil War. Yes, they do. Well, that's it. He's one of the he's he's yeah one of the primary yeah. um, characters in Civil War. So I think that's pretty much it for. I think that's uh, it for oh. our week in the hobby. Yes. <laughs> which we totally has bled into. Well, there's the new and upcoming, and all well, this. well, we haven't really talked about news and rumors, though. Do you want to do news and rumors? We did with Bruce Campbell and Moose. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Sure. And the upcoming movies and that. So okay. I think we should talk about the game. We okay, have. Let, let's move on to what we actually did today, and the reason that brought us together in the first place. Yes. Because we we very rarely get together just to do the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> if we're going to do that, we'll just do it over Skype. Yeah. So for us to actually be together in a room, we have to have been doing something as well as recording the podcast. So what we got together to do today was to play Star Wars Imperial Assault, yeah, the, the little miniature game that Fantasy Flight Games has put out earlier this year, uh, where you take characters, not, not, you can play with actual real characters, because I have some of the expansion packs that have the, the their actual characters, but they've Specifically for this game, they've created a base of six player characters. Rebels. Rebels. Because the Imperials are generic anyway. Yes. And you play in this game as a rebel strike team who was sent on a mission. So the game comes with a bunch of cardboard tiles, which can be reconfigured to make a variety of layouts for bases or for outdoor arenas or for jungle themes. But there's all sorts of stuff. And... So you have one player who takes care of all of the Imperials, and then you have up to four players who take uh, either individual characters, or if there's only one or two of you, you, each person can take multiple characters on the Rebel side, and you go and try to do a mission. So it's a miniature game. There's okay. dice rolling involved. Uh, there's there's a, lot of, a lot of counters, but the a counters lot of counters. Work. A lot of counters, but they work. There's different ones like for the health and all that. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, there's specialized dice, which work. Well, Fantasy Flight Games has this whole thing where they refuse to use regular dice. Yeah. They for every game they come up with a different set of That's their it, own specialized set. dice. That's where I have an issue with it because it's, it's not. It's like, oh, I played this game from Fantasy Flight. Right. No, it's, a whole it's new they're, they're completely different. It'd be nice if maybe they combined or or, yeah. or made some of the the dice interchangeable between the games. Yeah. Like, I haven't played Star Wars Armada yet. And I'm hoping that they use the same dice nice. that the X-Wing game does, so you'll at least have a well, That's what I was going to say, because this is different than the X-Wing game. Oh, completely different. Dice. And I, I kind of wish you could take the characters from this game and in then X-wing. transport them into the X-Wing game yes. and then go do a That would have been better, so much better. Um, so, but again, these are pretty well laid out. Like, again, they're similar enough 
for the abilities and stuff like that to, in X-Wing that you can sort of understand like for the No, character. no, they're, it's completely different from X-Wing altogether. It may be, they may be, the stats may be somewhat similar to the game they they put out, the, the role-playing game. Oh, the role-playing, that's what I'm thinking, yes, yes, sorry, that's what I'm thinking about. Um, but even that is, is like they use, again, use different dice, uh, the mechanics are different, and everything in this game yeah, is different. And they come with, like, like that says, little figurines, little miniatures, which are actually, they're... Oh, they're incredibly well-detailed. Well-detailed, like, they're pretty well done. Yep. And also, the big one, is for me, is it came with two... No. Eight, oh. It came with one ATST one in but the it's game. I, I picked up the General Weiss expansion pack, yeah. which had... Uh, a second ATSD, which has um, special mods you can put onto it to make it uh, slightly better. And uh, the tiles are really nice and handy because it's easy to set up. Like, mm-hmm. And again, if we want to start doing our own, our own versions of games and campaigns, you right, can, right, you you theoretically could do whatever you wanted with yeah. these tiles. Uh, so we just did the intro campaign. Oh, sorry, the intro mission. Right. So there, there's a tutorial mission that comes in the rules starter booklet. There's there's actually five. Okay, so. The game comes with um, like maybe ten different decks of cards, uh, which with, we're still figuring out. <laughs> yeah, yes, most of them are used in the campaign. Yeah, uh, not they're not really used in, in individual one-off games. Uh, then it comes with like five different booklets. So there's a booklet that's just the learn to play. So it has the tutorial, it teaches you the basic rules, and it teaches you the advanced rules, which kind of adds on to what you learn in the first game. There's a campaign guide which comes with, um, like, I want to say up to 30 scenarios. Right. Like, I think you're doing the side missions. Right, so, so it's, it's, and then it has like a, the guide on to how to run a campaign in the first place. Yeah. So you can take your strike team of four, of four um, uh, rebel troopers and you can then move them through a full campaign. So a full campaign is maybe about five missions with about six or seven different side missions that you could take. And they can improve their abilities throughout. Right, so as you go through the missions and you're either successful or you fail the missions, you gain XP to spend, which will then improve your character. You can use to spend to buy upgrade cards or new weapons, that sort of thing. And the, the game comes with, like seriously, 40. About approximately 40 um, um, uh, scenarios that you could use in your campaign of like so you take basically ten of the forty. So each yeah. time you run through a campaign, it can be completely different yeah. than the last time. The only one that's always the same, the first introduction mission is always called Aftermath. Yeah. So you always run that one first. And then the sky's the limit based on who your game master is. And uh, we did the base the first tutorial I was only had two characters, it was just myself. Right. So I had two rebels. Uh Devon was running the Imperials mm-hmm. and uh, he had three stormtroopers and an officer. Right. And we, I have to say, again, yeah, the, the, as a rebel person, as a player character, you have an advantage over the Imperials. Because you get you can have two actions and a movement. Nope. Two actions total, but both Question. your actions can actually be, be attacks. Right. Only the rebels are allowed to do that. The Imperials can only do one attack per action, per round. And in movements. Everyone gets movements. And it, no. They, they can choose to either move and attack, or move, move and do another action, or... Do you an attack and an don't action? You always get a move. You Rebels. don't always get a move. One of your two actions can be a move. One of your two actions oh, can be an right. attack. But for rebels, the only ones who can have both their actions be an attack. But what's also interesting in this game compared to other games, when you have a move and an attack or mm-hmm. move and an action, is you can split up your move. Yes. 
Because a lot of other board games, you you have to move and then do an action, or do an action and then move. Right. This one allows you to do, if you want, a move, action, then move. Right. Um, so, say your character has um, a move, and your move gives you four... So, sorry, your move action allows you to move up to four times in, in one turn. Theoretically, you could do a move action two times, so up to eight. Yes. But if you come across, a, a, um, uh, a say, a door, which you want to move through, in most normal games, say you're, you're, the door is three tiles away from you, so you move one, two, three... Open you door, then waste it. your last move point, yes. and then your action is to open the door. Yes. Well, with, with this game, you can move your three, open the door. perform your action to open the door, and you still have one move left yes. to then continue moving through the door. And That's one of the cool things about this We game. went through this one four, three times. I think Yeah, I think we ran through it three times, just because the way the encounter is set up, it's such a small board, and the, but the troopers move far enough that... They're able to reach their objective within two turns. Yes. Unless you actively try to block them. So if the if the player plays in a defensive role, doesn't work. There's only two of us. Where you're trying to um, to defend the base. So the, the stormtroopers are trying to access a couple of uh, consoles yeah. that are in inside the base. And the so, rebels are trying to stop. And the rebels are trying to. The, the rebels' only mission is to kill all of the stormtroopers. Yes. Or sorry, all, all of the, the attacking force. Yes. But you don't get enough movement points. You don't get enough movement points. Sorry, enough. It's very difficult for the rebel player because to you only have to actually ki- kill yeah. well, all the guys before they can get to... Because there's two openings you got to protect. Right. And since the doorway is enough to hold two characters, right. and unlike other ones, like I said, D&D or whatever, where if you're blocking one hex, the other person can't go through the other hex. Right. These this makes pa- pass through. Because right like, well, I'm not going to infinity. And that's where things get tricky because you're trying to protect two two different terminals from two different access points. Right. With only two guys. With only two guys. And so you can't physically block them from moving past you. So if the if the rebel player, or sorry, the imperial player is, is focusing only on the mission itself, which is I win if I all I have to do is access this panel, then... Yeah, it's very difficult to defend against that. It is. We I, we tried two ways. Yeah, so, we, yeah, we tried we, different yeah, we tried ways. three or four times. Yeah, and then and I, finally Pat came up with the idea. Well, since sure. I can't defend it, I'm going to go out. all out assault. And in fact, got one character within one point of dying, mm-hmm. but was able to pull it off. And ch- happened to choose just the right characters. Yes. that would make it easy for him to be able to the, yeah. to kill off all the guys. Because one of the one of the players that he chose was the smuggler. The smuggler has a special action called quick draw, where as the enemy is activating, before they get to actually doing actions, you get to spend your strain, which is um, one of your um, uh, abilities. Everybody, the, no, no, yeah, you have the ability where you spend some endurance. It's like fatigue. Yeah, fatigue. You, you gain fatigue in order to be able to shoot first. And that shooting first allow you to kill off not one but two stormtroopers yes. on their own moves. Well, if it, before and, they can and shoot we should say there's because in the thing is your, there's your endurance, which is how much basically I guess you would say hit points. Right. But you can use them. Their hit points are how much damage you can take, but you can also use that number for strain, which is like fatigue to right. do either extra moves or extra movement points or extra abilities. Right. So com- you're basically you're you're stressing yourself. Yes. It doesn't physically damage you unless you pass unless you pass, pass the, the threshold. 
But, but it's just an extra thing to worry about. Another advantage that the Rebel player has is they have the normal sheet, which has their numbers and everything. They also have the wounded thing. So if they ever go past their normal endurance, they become wounded. Right. Now they're no longer they're not as as good when they're wounded. Yeah, I think you lose one one off so each of your stats. You do. However, it still gives you uh, a fact that you're still alive. Right. Whereas the Imperials have just the one. If they get damaged up to their health levels or sorry, endurance levels, that's it. They're done. They're dead. Uh, so that's the advantage again because it's all about for the player characters. They have the fact that they get wounded and can continue on. Now in the tutorial, once you have your initial party of Imperials set up, that's all there is. But in other missions, there's going to be a continuing rotation of yes. new Imperials coming on the board every turn. So you have to worry about about you have to strategize how you want to do whatever it is you're there to do. So okay. if, if you have a specific goal that you're trying to accomplish in order to win the game, you try not to get bogged down in pure combat and trying to kill people. Yeah, you always mission, be aware of the mission. Be, always be aware of what your actual mission is. I, I actually encountered that the very first time I played this game where I was on the rebel side and our mission was again to access uh, terminals. We had to access all the terminals in the space. I think there were three of them. And we only had seven turns in which to do it. And the first three turns, we literally spent just killing stormtroopers, yeah. forgetting that there's actually an end goal. And every time you kill a stormtrooper, more stormtroopers keep coming back on board. So we have decided we were going to try to do the campaign. Yes. Um, I'm actually really looking forward to running the campaign. Because, uh, like, again, Star Wars is one of our favorite universes out mm-hmm. there. Because um, it's, it's more light and friendly than Warhammer 40K. Yes, way more. And so we're going to try for the campaign. We'll keep you up to date on that as mm-hmm. it goes along. Uh, we recommend it. Like it's, it is. There are a lot of, like I said, a lot of cards and stuff that we're still not fully aware of. Right. Um, <laughs> but your your character, besides the, the character background and the sheets you get, there's other special cards that your character has that are only available during the campaign. Right. So we don't know what any of them did did today because we didn't get to use them. Right. However, when we start the campaign. We will actually get to use these cards, and then we'll let you know how useful they are or, or, or not. But so far, I have to say I recommend... This is a fun game. It didn't take too long to do yeah, set it, up. it took a while to set up, only it's because, because it's new. it was I mean, one of the first time I was really setting up a, a deck. Um, but again, a, I do like the tiles. Like, and there is more, a lot of expansion packs. Mm-hmm. So even if you want to start, once you get used to this, I could see people just coming up with their own scenarios and stuff oh, like easily. that. Oh, easily, yeah, for with, sure. With the tiles and that, and... Have at enjoy and and yeah, it's it's close to a beer. What you'd call a beer pretzel game for some of it. Um, I don't even know if I would call it that. I, I would say it's a bit more tactical than just a, a pure. Oh, yeah. Well, like I said, we. I mean, you could run it as a beer and pretzel yeah. game for sure. But I mean, like I said, I had to try multiple times mm-hmm. to try and figure out how to win the scenario because at the beginning, you think, oh, I can just defense. You you cannot go defense when there's only a couple of you. It took a while to realize you you. You cannot protect the access portals. Right. Um, now, as we said, we do more missions than that. We'll see how things go and how, how it goes. But I would recommend this game to a lot of people. It's it's actually a super fun game. And if you like Star Wars and don't want to do the full role-playing game, then definitely you can do the campaign in this sort of scenario and do, and do it that way. It's easier for a GM. You just pull out the box and, ha- and make something easy. 
there's enough movies and books <laughs> and TV shows about Star Wars out there, sure. even though they're not actually considered canon anymore, that it'll be easy to come up with scenarios. Um, I think that's pretty much it for the day. Yeah, I don't really have much more to talk about other than that. Uh, we're hoping that we'll be able to do uh, another podcast soon. Maybe not go a full month. Not go a full podcasts. month and talk about the Although I'm, I'm going to be out of town for the next couple of weeks, so unless we Skype it in, we may have to wait at least three weeks. Well, we can wait three weeks because I'd rather. I like it when we're we do a game and then do the podcast. Yeah, true. That is that is fun. And then, and yes, there are still movies we want to watch and talk about, so uh, we'll keep going. We'll definitely talk about Mad Max when, it, when we finally oh, yes. see it. Oh yes. All right. Well, I'm. That's it for me. Thank you, everyone. So thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time.